You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Ryan Myers, and this is Sci-Fi 5, your five minutes of science fiction history for... August 13th, 1953, Martians invade New York City! The Paramount Pictures production of War of the Worlds opened to the public on this date at the Mayfair Theatre, a 1,700-seat movie palace in New York City. The movie was one of the studio's biggest hits of the year, but the road to its release on the giant panoramic screen with stereophonic sound took a lot longer than the estimated nine-month journey from Mars to Earth. H.G. Wells' The War of the Worlds was published as a serial in 1897. It's the classic story of Martians attempting to colonize Earth and their defeat by pathogen. Find a different planet, Mars. Cecil B. DeMille bought the rights to the story directly from H.G. Wells in 1924. Luminaries including Alfred Hitchcock and Ray Harryhausen expressed interest in adapting it, but it was constantly deemed too expensive a project for an unproven genre. Science fiction cinema at the time was dominated by pulpy serials, like Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon. It took film producer George Pal's ingenuity and passion to bring grounded sci-fi to the big screen while keeping it fun. George Pal was a Hungarian animator working in Berlin in the 1930s. He learned early in life about invasions, and fled Europe as Nazis were coming into power. He wound up in Hollywood, using his groundbreaking stop-motion animation skills to make puppetoons for Paramount through the 1940s. He was a proponent of fantasy storytelling and special effects movies, believing that nothing is impossible in motion pictures. At the dawn of the Atomic Age, after World War II, his interest in fantasy dovetailed with his growing interest in rocketry. George was able to use his position at Paramount and his background in special effects cinema to produce two movies about humankind taking to the stars. Destination Moon, and When Worlds Collide. George Pal's filmmaking approach involved a tremendous amount of planning even before the cast and crew were hired. He would transcribe the entire script and sketch out images and storyboard panels as he went to get intimately familiar with actions, camera angles, and how he wanted the movie to look. While that might earn him the title of producer as auteur, he knew War of the Worlds would require a director capable of working with actors who could also execute the complex effects required to bring his storyboard images to life. He hired Byron Haskin, a visual effects supervisor turned director of Adventure Pictures, whose CV included Disney's Treasure Island. In 1953, it was uncommon for special effects to be viewed as the star of the show. Studios wanted subtle effects, like matte paintings that wouldn't distract from the acting and storytelling. For War of the Worlds, though, George wanted a cast of relative unknowns that wouldn't distract from the spectacle. Every aspect of the film was designed and executed by employees of the studio, which differs from today's blockbuster pictures that outsource tasks to special effects houses and animators. The crew who worked on the design of the movie is a murderer's row of people worthy of their own sci-fi fives. Prop designer Al Nozaki, painter Chesley Bonestell, makeup artist Wally Westmore, and costume designer Edith Head. The design of the Martians is truly otherworldly. They appear to be bipedal with frail limbs, bulky bodies, and three colored lenses where their face should be. The legal department at Paramount forced filming to stop early in the shoot because the rights that Cecil DeMille acquired were only for silent pictures, not talkies. H.G. Wells had passed away on August 13, 1946, so George Pal contacted the H.G. Wells estate and secured rights for audio at a reasonable price. 
A litany of changes was made from the original novel, including time period, location, the look of the Martians, the look of the ships, the story structure of a man looking for his wife, and, significantly, perspective on religion. H.G. Wells was a noted atheist. Nevertheless, Frank Wells and the H.G. Wells estate were so pleased after seeing War of the Worlds that they offered George Powell the rights to the time machine with creative carte blanche. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for August 13th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.